Hi, I'm Luke. Hi, I'm Juliane. And this is the pilot episode for a new podcast project called Yes, No, Yes. At least I think that's what it's called. No, sorry, it's called Yes, yes no, no, Yes. yes. Because uh, what it is, the first thing is the yes, which is what we have un unbridled enthusiasm about and that we can talk about forever how much we like it. No is just sort of like an excuse for a good rant. And yes is something that kind of like going, oh, not really, not really sure about this. Yeah, mostly yes, but no. Like, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So like something that's a bit problematic that we have problems with and we can, we can work through those quandaries. Do you sounds, think that's good? Sounds good. No, that's good. All right. So we each have um, one thing yes, one thing no, and one thing yes. So are you going to go first or shall I go first? Well, at the beginning you said you go first. Yes, but now I've talked a bit too much. I think you should okay. go first. All right. We don't know what each other have picked here. I'm not going to look at Juliana's notes. What is your first ever yes for this pilot episode? Oh, that, no, that's hard. Now you put a... No, no, it's just the pilot. Maybe we're the only people to ever hear this, so okay. don't worry too much that's about good. it. All right. Um, my first yes... Don't uh, let me look at your other things. Turn your phone just over. Just don't look at it. Yeah, I can't not look at your list. <laughs> <laughs> so my first yes would be plants and garden. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's good. So I recently had a conversation with a friend and I, I said um, that sometimes you go into people's apartments or in rooms where just uh, there are no plants at all. And for me, that you know, that room always feels like it's just not living. It's just not friendly yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And um, so I really like plants. I like putting plants in my house. I look like having plants outside my house, do gardening and stuff. Yeah. And then, but also my friend then said, oh, yeah, but Luke, he couldn't really have plants just by himself because he travels so much. So every time he would come back from work trip, he yep. comes home and yep. all the plants are gone. That is true. There is a reason why I didn't have that many plants. Although I had some stuff outside, but that was mostly because a, a previous uh, girlfriend also was into plants and stuff like that. And she was always like, yeah, let's do stuff in the garden. And I was like, ah, Yeah, when really? I came there, it did look really, really, really sad. Yes. But you turn that garden around and now you have a garden of your own here in this new thing. Yeah. I must admit, I quite like, I quite like looking after the hedge because the hedge has got like this kind of like geometric neatness to it that other plants don't have. Like other plants, you're like, well, what shape should that be? And depending on what it is, it can be any shape. Whereas the hedge is kind of like the most unnatural gardening and the lawn as well, but less so the lawn because that's yeah. kind of just like one but, dimensional. But these are basically your two things yeah. that you do in the garden. Yeah. Lawn but, and hedge. But it really, I mean, I guess we're not talking about unbridled enthusiasm, but it really annoyed me that there's the, 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 peop, the people who look after the, like, the whole like, shared garden part of our apartment garden. It just comes along with a hedge trimmer and just goes zoom, and I'm like, no, I've worked so hard, and there was all, it was perfect. And he just comes along, just walks kind of roughly hip height with the, with the uh, hedge trimmer, and zoom, straight up. Anyway, tell me a bit more about gardening that you like then. Um, or what, why indoor gardening and outdoor yeah, gardening? Yeah, and it, both. Because, yeah. you know, indoor plants just... Um, just you know, if if you if you just look around here, and if this place would not have the green pl plots everywhere, it's like little dots of green everywhere. It would be even more just white walls. Yeah, exactly. And, and we still don't really have that much artwork on the walls, so um, it's nice to have plants that fill a little bit the the yeah. white white in, with some green. Also, it feels like there's something alive with without you having like a a pet. Yes. You know, it's kind of like it's like a, a little kind of alive thing that you can't 
really do that much wrong, have, really. Have you ever heard of that, that kind of expression? If you if you want to have a child, don't have a child, get a plant. And if you can, if the plant is still alive after six months, get a dog or a pet or whatever. And then yeah. if that's still alive after a year, then you can have a uh, then then you can have a baby or whatever thing like that kind of thing. So yeah. I often I often see that kind of thing with with like people I know who then have babies you're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> you should have started with a plant or you do you remember st- the time when you had that plant yes <laughs> and it didn't survive well, what's that plant up there do you think that's going to last too much longer no that's just how it is it's yeah. the end of a cycle so it gets it's rid end- of, this, uh, of, yeah. the, of the leaves and, and next year that's going to be uh, a I lot hope better I can, I can, yeah. but it's, it's a, a bulb so it, yes. you can keep the bulb and do something with it yeah. but also like for example the outside gardening I really love when, when last year in last year November around about this time I put in all the little spring bulbs yeah. in the ground and you know no no other neighbors did that and in the spring it was fantastic the whole hedge there were little little uh, colorful dots of plants coming up tulips yeah. and, and daffodils and and I love it and now this year uh, we the the neighbor uh, women decided to come together and buy lots of uh, yeah, spring bulbs because and... our apartment is is one apartment and there's like a big shared garden for everyone in the apartment building but everyone who lives on the ground floor or first floor if yeah. you're American we all have like our own little section which is hedged in and we had flowers all around it this yes. summer and, and nobody now, else did exactly. and now everyone else is like oh no so there's sort of like five apartments in a row and everyone's like oh is it five four or five? Four. Four, four in a row and now yes we're all going to have flowers next yeah, year so, so we all of just put us. the little the bulbs into the ground and are just going to wait now it's nothing to see although some of them already came out uh, but they will stop when it's colder so um, and then in the spring you know when everything after the long winter nothing was like growing everything was dead and then in the spring you know it's such a great feeling to see the things that you did in hard work in the autumn yeah now as like six months earlier you did this hard work and now it all comes together yeah this is what i love about it tell tell uh, the uh, listeners if there are any uh, about the new the new project oh Uh, yeah so we uh, we came uh, i read about it um on uh, somewhere in ikea they had um uh, a new experimental project which is uh, hydroponic gardening equipment. Yes. And I was looking at that, and we were talking before that you always find the, the lettuce that I grow outside in the garden is always so dirty. Well, it's not and... dirty. It's just like, even when you wash it, you eat it, and it kind of has this gritty, like, gritty ah. taste to it and stuff like that. Well, so, that's yes. nature. Anyway, so, it's still experimental stage. Exactly. But... but now we bought this hydroponic garden. It's a little one. It only has, what, how many? One, two, eight. three, four, eight little plant pots. Uh, it works just with water and uh, um, has, what's the word? Um, just fertilizer. Uh, fertilizer and water. And it's got and a lamp light. and light. It's got a and lamp that over is it. Yeah. Probably the most important thing because you know light. That, this that's time what, of year. That's what what plants yeah. live from. Yeah. For, and so um, we are very successful with the. Um, Basil? Yeah, we had some basilicum and we, the the basil, 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 basilicum. Anyway, we had these little plants and we came in and I knocked all the dirt off them. They didn't used to be hydroponic, but we put them in the hydroponic and that's working pretty well now. So the lettuce is still a work in progress. It's looking bigger now. In the the last few days, I I actually turned, um, we have a little timer on, uh, on the lamp. So I I got a few more hours of of, of, of light of fake sunlight for it because it gets dark at what four o'clock yeah. now yeah it's super dark anyway 
Well, that's still a work in progress. Maybe in future episodes, the uh, the hydroponics will either be a yes or a yes or yeah. a no. We're well, not quite sure. It's still a yeah. yes. Yeah, it's like, well, it's it's recover- It's made the basilicum recover pretty well, but the rest of yeah. it, it's still a also, bit... Also, it looks great. Like, the, the, the leaves are really, really green. Yeah. And uh, it's nice to just have, over the winter, a constant source of... This Basilicum. also this summer was the first time that we've managed to keep a Christmas tree alive all year, so we yeah. don't have to buy a new Christmas tree. Anyway, so that's your first yes. My yes. first yes is actually um, is something which we uh, explored a bit when we were vlogging in Iceland last year, and that is waterfalls. And I know this is a weird <laughs> thing to talk about, but waterf- waterfalls are kind of one of my favouritest things to ever do when I'm traveling. Like, okay. if I'm traveling around somewhere, I'd be like, okay, what is there to do? And if I see a picture of a waterfall, I'll be like, hmm, can I get to that waterfall by walking mm-hmm. or by taxi or by bus? Or is there a tour there or something like that? And so I just want to just share a few little, fa- some favorite waterfalls of mine. Yeah. Um, of course. Can I guess one? What is what number one for you? Well, we're not, maybe not one, but, okay. one, but one of yours might yes. be the High Force in Teesdale. Yeah, that is... Okay, let's start there then. Yeah, because where I, where I kind of grew up from when I was um, uh, nine years old up until, what, 16? Uh, oh, pretty much, yeah. It's all in that area. It's Teesdale. And in Teesdale in the UK, um, it's, uh, an, it's not like a national park, but it's called an area of outstanding natural beauty. And one of the main things that it has is big waterfalls. It's actually got the biggest waterfall in the UK... Um, it's not the highest waterfall, but it's like the most... I don't know how you'd say the it. The like, most water? Like on the Richter scale, it's not sort of like, you know, like how much damage would it do? You know, that kind yeah. of thing. So there's there's higher waterfalls and there's other waterfalls which have more water going over them. But this is the highest waterfall with the most water going over it. So the combination yeah, makes it's a combination. It so cool. Yeah, because... And that's the thing. Like when we were rating uh, waterfalls in Iceland last year, like just being high was like, oh, that's high. And then being massive and big when we were like gold fossils, like, oh, this is the most water going over any waterfall in Iceland but it's like yeah but it's kind of just a few drops yeah. and then some of them were like interesting in other ways oh, you can go behind this one. Oh, it's a waterfall you can go behind is great some other waterfalls that I've been to like you can jump into them so you can go to the top of the waterfall and jump in which yeah. is really this good this is always kind of like the, the image for me if you go into a jungle yes so you go into a rainforest and then you have these this lagoon there yeah. and then people jumping in and yeah so yeah, when I when I travel around the world and I get a video of me juggling in different places, juggling in front of a waterfall is like lighthouses are fun because they're always kind of like, you know, they stick up and fill the frame and things. But also waterfalls are some of my favorites. So, yeah, High Force is a really good, very impressive waterfall. But there's lots of other waterfalls there in Teesdale. There's Low Force as well. I even lived once in an outdoor center called High Force Training Center. And that's where I lived. And it was named after the waterfall. Uh, last year, I went on a tour, another tour of all waterfalls that I've been to before, um, Cauldron Snout, where I went there and had a walk. And, Is that also um, in the UK? Yeah, it's all in Teesdale, in Gibson's Cave. Oh, okay. I'm just talking about just waterfalls in, in Teesdale. In that area. And then in the evening, they, there was an art project where somebody had, there's lots of white barns, all these barns kind of like painted white around the place. And they'd, he'd done this art installation where he had video projections of the different waterfalls in Teesdale, projected onto the barns. And I was like, wow, even more waterfalls. But no, uh, other great waterfalls that I've visited. Niagara Falls, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Going, if you see it from the Canadian side, that's the kind of, you know, the the big horseshoe falls there, Niagara Falls. 
Oh, let me guess one more. Go for it. Victoria Falls. Victoria Falls was really, really great. We went there actually in the wet season, so there's these different things you can do where you can hike out or you can like wade out into the middle of the falls and you go to what's called the Devil's Pool mm. or whatever it's called, right on the edge and you can swim and then kind of look over the edge. I'd love to do that, but we'd have to go back not in February or March when everyone But there. in a dry season where it's not that much water, right? Yeah, yeah, but we went there and they said, okay, if you take your cameras out, you will destroy your cameras. And there was lots of other people on the same on the same five-week tour as we were on. And they were just like, oh, yeah, my camera's not working anymore. But we had this waterproof bag that we just took everything, put it in the bag, rolled it up, yeah. had a really fun day exploring yeah. across on the Zambia side of Victoria Falls. Which was a really good, good it was choice. The, it was a great choice yeah. there. A fantastic view. We hung out there. And, oh, and yeah, we got used the GoPro to get yeah, exactly. fit, the videos. I think that, also, that was kind of like, when was it, 2012? So yeah. it was like one of the earlier versions of uh, the, the GoPro. GoPro. Certainly for us. Yeah. Oh yeah, we spent the whole evening there, didn't we? We watched the sunset. I yeah. said we got to go on that side because when the sun sets, we want to be we want the sun to be setting. We want to be looking the sunset, looking at the sunset as it goes down. So yeah. not only am I into waterfalls enough, I was into waterfalls enough to actually go. If we're here at sunset, which side should we be? Which actually meant which country should we be yes. in? And it was like we have to get our double visa, double entry visa to get into Zambia, not just in Zimbabwe, to go across just to make sure that I was in the right spot to see the sunset through the cloud of. Um, Victoria yeah. Falls and we, we also did uh, whitewater rafting there which is probably oh. on your no it's on my uh, uh, it's on my yes list and it's probably on I your no list I didn't think about this <laughs> yeah. but and that was amazing that wasn't the waterfall the itself but it was just an amazing going down the Zambezi yeah. River there yeah. and also I've been to Yosemite Valley some pretty impressive waterfalls there but uh, I, I wasn't there in the spring when all the meltwaters coming down they get really big and also Iceland like we say we, we ticked off we were rating the, the waterfalls as we went so yeah, if you want some good waterfalls, Iceland is a good place to oh, go. Oh yeah, certainly. And uh, I'm sure one day I will see more waterfalls and they're always there ready to take off. Like uh, I've done this before, like going to a random Caribbean island and I'm like, oh, waterfall and go up there and, you know, jump in or get a video of me juggling next to it or just go for a swim or just sit there and watch it. I mean, waterfalls. So that's one thing that I have unbridled enthusiasm for. And uh, and even when I, before I do trips, I'll do research not specifically to look for waterfalls, but if they're there, that's it. Also, when we went to Iceland, I did actually do quite a bit of waterfall research beforehand. Uh, writing down, we need to go to this force yes. and this force. And also, and I was like, force. I'm going to take this road because it's going to lead there. And that was that yeah. secret spot that oh, I found and stuff wow. like that. How is this force called? I can't remember. They all had, they all called something boss and oh, something awesome. That was the, the best best amazing, most amazing place yeah. we were there just by ourselves. Yeah. And then there were the, I mean, Sure, in in Iceland, I've I think I've never been in a place where I've seen more rainbows. Yeah, and certainly then at that point we were there at the at, at that waterfall. It was and sunrise then by ourselves, like, oh, northern amazing. lights beforehand. All right, so that is my yes. Okay, time for your no. What, my no. What what are you so annoyed One about that nose. you might that you might oh. rant about? Um, I really don't like loud noise. I actually hate loud noise. Really, you're just going straight for loud noise. Yeah, why not? Gardening and... Yes, gardening, no loud noises. Yes, it's like you're that, retired already. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that has always been... Like, when I was a baby, my mom was never able to put the, the vacuum cleaner on. Yeah. Because I was instantly starting to, to, to scream because of that that loud noise just drives me crazy. Yeah. And it's not only... Of course, it's like hoovers and all this kind of stuff. Yes. But, like... 
I don't know, when we go to concerts, everyone's like dancing and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to actually close my eye, uh, my ears yes. with my fingers because otherwise I'd just go crazy. Yeah, when we went to go and see that Muse concert, it was sort of like, uh, let's get the headphones. Although we were quite far away back, I got those because I was going to be down in the, like, near the mosh pit of the, of mm. the concert. And when we yeah. were sitting, it wasn't too bad, but you kind of still needed them in. Yeah, but like also other concerts where, or, or like even... Uh, even like in shows, sometimes we go to juggling shows and then they yeah. put the music on and I just have to close my ears just because it is just too yeah. overwhelming and too loud and uh, and then I'm just not enjoying myself. Yeah. So I know I noticed this It's because you don't like loud noises. But when I listen to music, I like listening to music loud. And even just when we were uh, a few weeks ago, we were traveling in the UK and we put on um what did, I can't remember what you put on, but you were like, and you were constantly turning it down, and I was constantly, and I was like, no, there's lots going on in this music, and I want to hear every little part yes, of the music. and I can hear every part of the music. But I, yeah, but but I also want, I want, to, I want to hear and appreciate it, and the loudness that it takes for me to hear and really appreciate loudness, yeah. uh, or, or the music of everything that I want in the music, is just way too loud for you. Yeah. And also, it's not just loud music, but like you just don't like distorted guitars, and distorted oh, yeah. guitars are some of my favorite oh. things, or other distorted, like any kind of distortion you can't deal with and I'm just like this is literally some of my favourite music and you're like it's not that I don't like the music it's just that you can't like yeah. uh, to, to get the music the, the music to be at a level that I can enjoy my favourite music is too loud for you so yes. sometimes it's just like yeah. okay we're just not going to listen to Luke's favourite music because yeah. it's some some distorted guitars uh, in there I, I'm sorry but this is just something that I don't know this is where like with Muse, you really like Muse, and I like certain titles of them. But then others, where I think like, oh, who would want to listen to this? But it's that's the best music. <laughs> the best Muse tracks are the ones which are like super heavy and, uh, and other stuff. And there's lots of other kind of no, metal for me, slash the best, rock the best slash songs, other tracks. The best that I songs like. are the ones that actually have a melody that you can sing along, and that's yeah. generally. But you do understand that there's so much other rock music that I like listening to that you just don't listen to, and you listen to Muse because Muse is one of my favorite bands, and that's it like you just got to have to listen to that yeah. and you got to have to I, I don't have to even like know it to me. all yeah. the music and all the other music that I like like that you never listen to because no. I would never put it on for you yeah I would I, because you know when when I listen to music on the Apple TV we always have chill radio on yes because it's the only music that we can both put up with together like some like really smooth not ambient but like nice like the just a, gentle the, the Apple music chill playlist and as playlist soon as it gets slightly like, annoying yeah I you just, put it on and I'm like oh I was really getting into that and you're like no, no I can't do it. no no not with me not with me alright then so uh, yeah loud noise is really a no go for me Oh, I was expecting more of a rant, but you're just like, nope, just well, don't like it. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Okay, here's my... I'm not going to go straight into this. So far, we've just said what we're going to do. But here, let me tell you a story. I just flew back across the Atlantic, Miami to Lisbon, eight-hour flight. And normally, I'd like to watch a movie. And there's a mu movie which I've not seen, and it came out, I think, in, like, 2012 or something. And it's called Kingsman, Secret Service, or Secret Agents, whatever it's called. It's a British spy comedy film. Good-looking people learning to be spies, doing spy adventure stuff. Yeah. And the reason that I uh, wanted to watch this is because recently, or like a month ago or whatever, the, se the sequel came out. And lots of people were ah. saying, oh, the sequel is okay, but not as good as the first one. There isn't like these transcendent moments of movie making like in the first one. And people said, and I've heard this for the last five years since the first movie came out, or whenever it came out. I, didn't, I can't be bothered to look it up. So there's this scene 
which is in a church. And everyone said, this is an amazing scene because it's all in one take. You know, sort of like one of those one take action scenes or something yeah. like that. And people said, eh, it's not really in one scene, but it's like presented as though it's all in one scene. Like the, oh, movie, okay. like the movie Birdman, which is sort of like... I've not seen it's, that. Yeah, but it's all, like, it's not all one camera shot, but theoretically, like, it's all, there's no cuts. Let me put it that way. There, there are no cuts. In the whole, in mov- whole movie. In the whole movie, there are places, of course, where they've cut from one scene to the next. It's not like all in one shot. I mean, there are movies that do that. Like, it's all in one shot. Um, but, you know, it's sort of like the movie Children of Men. There's quite a few, there's like three or four scenes in there where it's this entire action sequence. Although those ones, they do shoot them all in one go. Yeah, exactly. But, but in this one, it's sort of like, it's an amazing scene in a church. Now, I, st- I put this movie on. Oh, because I, again, they were saying the second movie, not as good as the first. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, I've still never seen the first. And just so happens, this flight coming back from Miami to Lisbon, I was like, there it is, Kingsman. Not the second one, the first one. I'll watch it. And I put it on. And there's this title that often comes up at the start of these movies, which says, um, this movie is not the original. It's, it'll often say either two things. It's been edited for screen size, which means that like just the aspect ratio. Yeah. So you're not watching it in the letterbox that you'd see in the cinema. Yeah. You're seeing it in a 16 by 9 or like more of a square one or something like that. But sometimes it'll also say it's also been edited for content. And normally, that means swearing. They take out swearing. Yeah. You know. And so, sometimes I'll start watching a movie, and there was this one, which I can't remember what it was called, but it was, um, it was by the same director who did In, In Bruges, which is very sweary, and it's really fun swearing. I like, think, yeah, I think we, we watched watch In Bruges. Yeah, we yeah. watched In Bruges, because yeah. we were visiting Bruges, so we yes. watched In Bruges, the day, Bruges before we got to Bruges the next day, wasn't it? Obviously. And that, like, half of the fun of that movie is the amazing swearing in it. So I started watching, like, not the sequel, but it's, like, the next, the next movie made by the same movie maker, and they'd edited out the swearing. It was all, like, they'd dubbed over, you know, whatever, Melon Farmer instead of Motherfucker, and uh, uh, Frig You, you know, go to, go to Heck, all those other kind of things. And immediately I was like, this movie's not going to work for that, so I just turned it off. But Kingsman, I thought, oh, okay, sure, whatever, I'm just watching it to see the fun action. What I didn't realise, it was, it's all, the director is a guy called Matthew Vaughan, who did Kick-Ass and some other movies, and they can get a bit violent in some places in some ways. And I was looking, I was thinking, okay, there's definitely language here, because obviously all of the swear words were gone. But then we got to this section in the middle, and they're like, oh, here's this church. And I'm like, oh, here it comes. You know, they'd mentioned this church a few times. It's like, we're coming up to this church. Here it goes. And then... It kind of started, and then it, they cut around, cut around, and then it, it, they just finished. And then they're like, oh, look at what you made me do. You know, like this kind of, I don't want to give too much away. What? And then that was it. And they cut over, and then it would go into the aftermath. And I was like, I've just sat through an hour and 20 minutes of this movie, literally just after hearing about this scene for five years. And the only reason I'm watching it now is because people say this is an amazing action sequence. You know, a bit like, you know, I love these, I love these kind of like... Actiony moments in the movies where it all comes together, you know, sort of like they're flying here and jumping here, and you know, people are shooting there and they're jumping over it. It's acrobatic and like it's like a dance that's happening and stuff like that. A John Wick kind of, you know, um, you know, even when it's really slickly edited, like a, a crouching tiger, hidden dragon kind of thing. You know, there's some amazing moment, moments in those where people are leaping and jumping, and yeah, sure, people's heads are being chopped off or whatever. But it's like it's like a beautiful, like beautiful violence in a way. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> beautiful. Like, no, violence. no, but that's what that's what these moments in movies do. They say okay. this is. So in in the church, it would have been very. It, I'm imagining, but I'm violence. imagining because it was okay. all edited to fuck. It was so, all edited out. It, they, but they didn't. 
they they didn't edit it. They didn't edit it to be a good movie. They didn't just go like actually what happened in one of the um, in one of the uh, what was it the Hunger Games movies? They said oh this would be an eighteen because there's blood splattering on the camera. So if you digitally take out the blood that splatters on the camera, it'll be fine. What I mean by beautiful violence is if you saw this film, if this was just a static shot with no cuts, like no choreography, you were just seeing this violent being played out. It would be the most, it would just be mass murder. It would be horrific. It would be a mass shooting. It would be slaughter. It would be the worst thing ever. But by creating a story and emotion and a camera and following the action in such a way, you can finish and go, wow, that was some amazing, you know, like the Matrix, you know, he cut, they just go in and they just shoot everybody with guns. And if you just saw that happening, but without all the cool special effects and him running around the walls sure. and everything happening in slow motion and like the pillars disintegrating and stuff like that. Yeah, I like think that. if that scene would somehow be like... If all you saw was them two going in and just like yeah. plowing down everyone and if the movie was from the point of view of the security guards, like... It, of course, they say at that point, everyone's a threat because the agents could come in and inhabit any of these bodies, so we just got to kill them all. And you're like, hmm, convenient storytelling. And of course, this church, it's not just a normal church, it's like this super racist, neo-Nazi, like... Uh, so something, something like must have yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole point is that that all of these people are going to die is fine because they're all white trash, racist, like super bigoted people. That's the way it's setting up. They're literally yes. at a clan rally, okay. but with everyone unmasked. And that all of them are dead except one person by the end of it. You're just like, okay... We're, we're going to give that to you. It's like, that's why they have the, the, the white things on the stormtroopers in Star Wars, because if you saw sort of them shooting down people with faces yeah. and you just see them dying all the time, you'd right. be like, oh, that's a bit horrific. Yes. But because, like, even in the first movie... You get, you get trained yeah. to, to just accept... Yeah, yeah, when the first movie came out, there was actually questions of saying, okay, is Darth Vader and the stormtroopers, are they humans or not humans? Because in different edits, you can see the faces of the stormtroopers in one of them, you can see them without, without the helmets. I can't remember which cuts or which versions you can see them without the helmets on. Yeah. But it is one of those things where you just go... Oh, this is, like I say, that beautiful violence. And so, in a way, that's kind of not one of my yeses because I think a lot of movie violence doesn't get, get to that point. But everybody I've ever heard talk about this scene in the middle of this movie says this is amazing, amazing scene. So, so anyway, my no is airplane edited for content movies because okay. I've never had a good experience and it's ruined, it's ruined my enjoyment of a few movies where I don't realise how much has been edited until... I watch the movie, like, for real. Like, I, I sometimes sure. watch part of it, and then I'm just like, I, why am I doing this to myself? So part of my no is, like, how much I <laughs> hate my own brain for always being tricked into this. Sometimes, though, it can work. Like, what I watched, no, what's it called? Nightcrawler with yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal. And that I watched on a plane, and they'd edited out the swearing, and I watched it, and I was still like, you know what? That's fine, even without the swearing. Yeah. And I watched it again because it's like the there isn't. I mean, there is some violence in there, but it's mostly like creepy. Like yeah, the, yeah. why it's so? It's not. It's, it's not a fifteen or eighteen. Yeah, it's not that because one. of language or violence. It's that because just the situations are creepy. Yeah, it's also about the psychology. Yeah, the psych. So, yeah. yeah, and just that you're with this really damaged, hurtful psychopath, yeah. sociopath, yeah. and that's fine to present just take the swearing out and the movie still works and I, but I don't know which movies are going to work sure. just with a replacement of stuff let me just stuff. tell you something okay tell next me next time you want to watch a movie because of a certain scene because of some people suggested just don't watch it on a plane well, yes of course but this is like but this is never a movie that I'm going to get out and watch on get out as a blu-ray and hire well, to watch with you on, on Netflix at some point yeah maybe it will be but of course it, it isn't now because the sequel's out so of course they're going to try and get all the money from you for you to get it on of course 
the Amazon store, Apple store, something like that. But now I've watched the first half of the movie up to that scene, didn't see that scene. And here's the worst thing is that the movie overall just wasn't all that great. So I can't, maybe I'm not, I'm not going to bother watching it again. So now I need to get it and have it like on a DVD or a streaming thing and only just go to that scene. But now I'm thinking, what scenes did I see beforehand? Because I was like, oh yeah, there was that kind of moment which they kind of skipped over, like the aftermath of that was kind of skipped over a bit. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe there's some other maybe, moments here Maybe as you well. missed quite a bit. Yeah, so now that's the thing. I don't know how much I did miss, but I didn't enjoy the movie so much, again, to know that that I got all the way up to that point. My yeah. thing that I don't like is aircraft. Uh, this movie has been modified from the original. It has been adjusted to fit the screen. Yes, okay, that's fine. And for content, no, because I never know if they've ruined the film. Literally, the only reason I was watching that movie was this scene in the middle, and they just hacked it apart. And now I know what the aftermath is. I know what happened because they just did it, but they kind of cut okay, it. Okay, anyway. okay, calm down. All right, that no, was quite I, a lot. don't tell me to calm down. This is the rant section of the podcast. Right, all right. rant over. Okay. Let's go to your yes, which means something you're conflicted about. What are you conflicted about? Uh, I've got to look one up as well. I can't... Hats. Hats. Yeah. <laughs> so you doing gardening is... loud noises and hats. <laughs> you, how old are you? Are you 65? No. <laughs> All right, go for no. it. Well, I don't have more controversial things. I could, I could wait, say one more after, but now I've mentioned that one. Okay, let, okay. Me, let me say why. Um, I like hats. I love hats. I, I, I like the different looks, the different styles. If if I would be a, a woman in like the I don't know nineteen hundreds or something, yeah. I would wear lots of hats. Yes, you'd have to because if you didn't wear hats, you'd be of called a, a whore and yes, people obviously. would throw stones and tomatoes. Obviously, at you. but at that point, hats were all made by hand, and it was just a, a thing that you do and you yeah. have, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, the problem today is that I love hats. But my head is not the normal size. <laughs> Don't laugh. No, it's true. So it's, it's very, very small. Yeah. So whenever I see a hat that I love and like the look of it, I put it on my head and it looks like I'm just disappearing underneath it. Yeah. So the only way for me to get a hat that I like is yeah. for me to commission one, like a custom made hat. And you have one. And I have one. Because I can only afford one. I know. So you have one. You love hats, but you have one hat which fits you and looks good on you. Yes. And everything else looks like a clown hat. Everything else, like, you know, it that it always has like these big gaps and areas with air, yeah. and that just looks shit. And also, when it always can, they kind of if they get too big, it kind of sits on your ears. When they go way. over my ears, yeah, or, or it goes your ears are inside the hat. And yeah. other times, when you have a baseball cap to get, like, you'd have to have like a child's one because the brim yeah. kind of sticks out in this comedy big way yes. at the front and stuff so like that. I am uh, slightly annoyed but also I love it so this is my okay that's yes. a kind of different direction of what I was yeah, expecting I mean, do, I, do you just no I no no it's good it's good no it's idea good. this is the first try that we do this and, I know um, no that's good that's good that's good yeah is that all you have to say about it but well, I, th I thought we were going to get, I, the, I, I imagine the years to be get to the bottom of like, like do, do you like hats or not? Yeah, I do love hats. But you don't like having to find hats to wear. I, I don't like it that I can't just go in a shop. So if I said to you, on. but this, the, the whole point of this section is just like to get to a yes or no, well not to get to a yes or no at the end of it, but to kind of clarify your thoughts. But 
I think you just love hats, but you don't have the money to spend on hats that you fit you and that you like. Yeah, maybe, maybe if you put it that way. I yeah. mean, it's it's like I for mean, us with art. We you said before we don't have enough art, and the reason is is because we really like art, but our our taste levels for what art that we want hanging on the walls that we're going to look at literally every day of our lives or at home is kind of way over higher. Over our budget is, is our budget is sort mm-hmm. of like a quarter or one tenth of the kind of thing. So every time that we go, oh, let's go and find some art from this art. Uh, what is it market here we'll go and look there and we look around and go mm, there's like one thing in this like there's 400 pictures here each of us like one of them or there's like two that we can both agree that we will yeah. both have and yeah. they're both four thousand pounds yeah. or also, euros also or whatever the, the thing is our walls here <laughs> are really are big pretty big <laughs> and white <laughs> and white so if we would get a painting this is like it this would is, have to be really big maybe this can be my yes like do i like no no but it's a similar kind of thing like taste yeah. levels is higher than our yeah. money levels but that okay if we take hats just as one point, yeah. But in general, yeah. My taste level is always the most expensive. I can look at things and say, "Oh, I like this." Oh and yeah, then like look yesterday, at it. I was like, "Which trousers? These ones, these ones, these ones." You like those ones definitely. I was like, mm, "The ones that cost forty euros more than the other trousers." Exactly. <laughs> it's always like that, and it's so terrible. And it's the same with food. You know, yeah. like I, I was just brought up with good. Food and like we and my parents. Wow, this is amazing now that this has become your rant. Well, this, this could be your no. This could have been your no of like something that really upsets you is not having enough money to fulfill your taste, well, which is like super. Uh, yeah, but super, that's kind of like the section what, because yeah, okay. I like it yes, has a good taste do. and I like. But let's stick good with hats. And, hats is good. But All hats right. is like kind of like the 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 start line of that. All right. Shall we go on to my final one? <laughs> okay, yeah. I actually, there's a few that I was going to do here, but I realized I'd pick two movie ones. So I'm not going to do a movie one on my last one, but here's something we've talked about before talking about loud music and loud noises and stuff. We talked about Muse. So I put one of these things down here as my yes kind of yeah. things. I really like the first, I think, seven tracks of the latest Muse album called Drones. Yes. And it's one of those movies that... Uh, not movies. It's one of those uh, albums. Actually, let me just uh, bring it up. Oh, no. I was going to bring it up on my iPhone, but I can't do that because I haven't even synced the entire album to my, my iPhone. Uh-huh. Because Muse is one of my favourite bands. I was just at the right age as, what, 19 when they first started getting big or whatever yeah. like that. Let me, just, uh, let me just launch iTunes here on my thing. So what happened was that I like Muse, some of their early albums and some of their songs, some of my favourite things, you know, I as a professional juggler, I've juggled to some of their music, seen them live a few times now and things like that. Is this the... Inter- have you got the entire album here? Okay, so here's the problem with this, this album. It's like the first track, great. Track two is like a filler track. The next one, great. Next one, great. Next one, great. Next one, good. Next one is a... uh, uh, Good, okay. And then you get to um, track nine, ten, eleven... Oh, sorry, no, ten, eleven, and twelve. Aftermaths, Globalists, and Drones. And the first time I got to them listening through this album, after kind of really enjoying the first... You know, even though the first time you listen to an album, you're like, "Uh, is this this good? And then the track gets in, and you're like, yeah, I'm into this. And then the next track starts, and you're like, where's this going? Oh, yeah, I'm into this. And all of this first one, all of them, I was like, this is great, this is great. And it got to Aftermath. And I can kind of see what they were going for. They want like a citizen erased, like, you know, eight minute epic track with like lots of different musical styles going through it. You know, it starts off a bit quiet with some strings, and then there's a piano piece, and then they pick up the guitars and really go for it. And there's some screaming here and some nice things going on that, you know, and all these different. Screaming! Well, you know what I mean. Like, you know, you know, like a, a muse track, you get a bit of a whee! 
like, you know, Matt Bellamy's falsetto <laughs> screaming going on her. He screams into the microphone and then puts distortion on the microphone as though it's a guitar distortion. You uh, know, so right. sometimes he'll be playing the guitar and screaming into a microphone, both of them distorted in different ways of different kinds of distortion. <laughs> Massive distortion over on the bass over there and then the drums just blasting so exactly through in the background. the stuff that I wouldn't like. Yeah, the stuff that you don't like. The, the Muse tracks that you don't like. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. Aftermath was the most garbage track of that kind that Muse has ever done. Followed up by The Globalist. No, sorry, The Globalist is that. Okay, so what I've just been talking about was The Globalist. Aftermath, because I'd never listened to these tracks. Aftermath is one of those kind of slow ones with some of the worst lyrics. Now, Muse has, has got some really shockingly bad lyrics, but I don't listen to Muse for the lyrics. And then Drones finishes off with this stupid, like, Gregorian chant singing about drones flying over and killing your far family and friends and stuff like that. And it's kind of a fun intro track for when they were in the, in the concert. They actually put it on at the start. And it's yeah. like, drones, 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 drones. Like this. But as an album track, I'm just like, this is garbage. It's utterly, utterly garbage. Now, The Globalist, I was impressed with last year after the day of Brexit, the day of the Brexit referendum, the results were released and then Muse headlined Glastonbury Festival and they played The Globalist and there's lines about, you know, time to rise up and take the country yeah. back and stuff like that or whatever whatever the lines are. I quite like this. And I, it worked as a live track. Yeah. The, it, at Glastonbury, the day of Brexit, it was, it's so, blah, it only affected me even remotely on that day. I'd seen it live twice and talk about an entire, two stadiums, not stadiums, arenas that yeah. I want. I saw them in Lisbon, I saw them again in Berlin. In, in Berlin. Both times when that track came on, everyone was just like, like this. it's sort of like, I've never seen like an entire arena just go, Oh, what's this? Like, why are they doing this track from the new album? I mean, like, Revolt and Defector are like more like, hey, let's jump around, whatever it is, like that yeah. kind of stuff. And the Handler is fun, and Mercy is now their big one of their big closing numbers. And, oh, yeah, and Mercy, Psycho Mercy, is a great. Uh, is Mercy it, has just this really great yeah. melody. Everyone can. And sing that's it the on. thing. This album has got so much good stuff going on at the start. It's sort of like okay, on the last album, which wasn't very good at all. You know, uh, the um, uh, what was it called? The the previous. I can't remember what the previous album was. No, was it Isolated System? No, like Second Law. Second Law. Yeah, the Second Law album had some interesting things in it, but like. For there, they were like, okay, there's this track, which is sort of like the bring the stadium to its feet and wave the hands and sing a long track. And in here, they're like, well, let's just do let's just do Mercy instead. And it's like, oh, that's a better version of that. And, like, and all the things that they tried to do in the previous album, they just went, let's just do all of those things again, but like way better. Like, oh, there's this dubsteps kind of track with a drop and stuff. Let's just do that, but like really go heavy and really rock it out. And it just worked, everything worked so better until we get to these last three songs. Now, the only way that I can listen to this album and enjoy it, and it is one of my favorite recent albums, only if I just don't listen to the th I just don't acknowledge that those three yeah, tracks but exist. This, isn't that isn't that not normal? Isn't that like I, I remember like in earlier times when when I I made. Uh, the, the cassettes, you know, to, to drive in my car, I would only ever get, get the stuff from the albums that no, I no, like. No. But that's what this, this what this, yes, is like, this could be my favourite Muse album. And that's, that's incredible because they have so many good albums and so many good tracks and so much great stuff in their past. And people go, oh, the new stuff isn't as good as the old stuff. True in many ways, but this album could have been. But and I, it's weird to say that because like, like their previous albums are some of my favourite albums. Um, but it's incredible to think that this could have been my favourite Muse album 
uh, which is like the favorite. Actually, I still think probably my favorite album. Maybe I'll save that for it. Yes, I'm not sure. Okay, let's come back to that. <laughs> one. Yeah, I'm not going to go into exactly what my favorite albums are. Not by Muse, but Muse one of my favorite bands. This could have been my favorite album of my favorite band, except it's just let down massively by the last three tracks so when i get to the end and i haven't synced these to my iphone because i don't want them to ever come up in any playlist or random play or if i'm listening to it it kind of just it kind of just peters out and so now i've had to say well i have to put aftermath on there because that kind of draws the album to a close it doesn't end on like this upbeat yay you know because it's an album you kind of want to you want it to kind of wrap up at the end sure. and aftermath kind of wraps it up but then it's not it's like the worst track on the album to wrap it up and I'm like no you've got to do better than that but anyway. I, I just try to remember if there's ever any one single album that musicians put together which is great from which, beginning to end yeah well maybe yeah, I, 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 I have some opinions on that I think we should uh, I'm going to hold out some of those yeah, opinions for previous one where it's just about music okay yes, music, maybe no music y yes music. okay okay we can do that but concentrating on around albums which people have said are the best albums or what you might think are the best albums yeah. or generally considered great albums good good idea actually yeah uh, that's, that's a good one I think, I think let's actually, wrap it up here because okay. i didn't want these podcasts to go much longer than 40 minutes yes these episodes sure. was this yeah. a good pilot episode i think it was a good pilot episode. i think it would be a, a little bit easier if we would have topics no i quite like not knowing what it is that we but, can do theme uh, let's do theme episodes sometimes yeah okay. but not all the time because i kind okay. of like I kind of like mixing gardening, waterfalls, and music. Like, I like that eclectic okay. mix. So let's stick with that. Okay. All right, that's it. Uh, yeah. What do we say at the end? I don't uh, know. Hopefully you've enjoyed unbridled enthusiasm, um, a good rant or two, and getting to the bottom of some quandary of favorite things. And, and getting to know how old I actually am. Yes, Juliana that's is... That's quite embarrassing, is, actually. Is actually twice her age. Uh, <laughs> her... her her that relaxing, was my, that your was relaxing my inner, brain. My yeah. inner grandma coming out. Yes. All right, that's it. So uh, thanks a lot for listening. You can follow us on Twitter. And now I'm just doing the SFVRP yeah, exit. No oh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Luke Burge. Juliana is J-U-K-U Berlin. Juliana Constantoff Berlin. J-U-K-U yeah. Berlin. And uh, Instagram and stuff as well. Actually, I don't have anything to say because this is yeah. just a pilot episode. And it's quite a pity because I actually enjoy having like an SFVRP. You have what? the Goodreads. Do yeah. you have like a yeah, forum like, where yeah. people can talk well, about Okay, it? this is it. If yeah. we put this out, email us at luke at juggler.net. Or you can just send us stuff on Twitter. What you think is a yes, no, and a yes. Just put down a few different things. And if we have any listeners, um, that's a good thing. So send us your feedback. Yeah. And uh, say what your yes, no, and yes, yes, no, yes is. Maybe we'll come up with a better title. But for now, yes, no, yes is good. All right. That's it. Thanks a lot for listening. And goodbye. Catch you next time. <laughs>